Yes. It's Monday, the... What is it? The 12th? The it's 12th the 12th. March. It's Monday, the 12th of March. This is the audio podcast. Pod, 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 cast, 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 cast. It's show number 50, and it's the Vimea Vimea? I'm going to go Vimea. Yep, I've not got it in front of me right now to read, which probably would have been a good thing to do. Um... This is not one of our more imaginative titles. We have an interview with the guy from Vimea. We That's do. That's what we're doing today. Um, Among other newsworthy items. Yes. So, let's play that interview. We're gonna. It's a pre-recorded interview made by um, Scott Hewitt, who's not here live with us today. And we'll, um, yep, we'll edit in that audio right now. So, it's uh, Scott Hewitt. Um, Scott Hewitt here for the audio podcast. I'm joined by uh, Peter Forrest. Hello, Peter. Hi, Scott. Hi there, um, and you're from uh, Sphere Music about Vima, the Vintage Electric Musical Instrument Auctions. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about wh- what you do? Okay, well, twice a year we have an online auction. Um, we started in the mid-90s. We started with two auctions, real auctions, in a warehouse down in Devon here. Um, people came from all over, but... By the second auction, we realized that about 80% of stuff was being sold to people who were bidding from a distance without coming to see it. And in 1996-97, that was the time when it seemed sensible to um, start on the internet. So that's what we did. What you do then is run auctions that kind of specialize in electronic kind of musical instruments. How do you differ from, say, somebody like eBay? Oh, eBay is massive and does all of what we do but we're more specialized more personal and um we know what we're talking about and in a way there's no one actually connected with ebay who's got the faintest idea about this stuff so although the seller might the buyer might if there's any possible problem ebay is absolutely useless at doing anything about it because they just don't understand so yeah we're you know eBay is fantastic, but we're smaller and different, basically. <laughs> so when you, you keep saying the word stuff, could you give our listeners an idea as to the kind of things that are, that are available for auction? Yeah, well, lots of synthesizers. Um, the strange thing is that things that became outdated and useless with the digital revolution are now worth more than they were when they were new. So... That's really things that are interesting, things that aren't. You can do fantastic things in the box in a computer, but something that's actually got a wooden case and it's got knobs and it's got um, uh, reality to it and it goes wrong, but it then when it's working, it's great. That, that's uh, what people want, really. Is that to say that kind of all, all, all the kind of old simps lying around are, are valuable, including like kind of a like a Yamaha PSR, or is it more the kind of vintage equipment that really has a value? Yeah, it's, um, there aren't many things like uh, Yamaha PSR that are valuable because they made about uh, half a million of them, and they don't do anything special. There are a few that, that do actually have uh, some sort of appeal, but not many. No, it's more older stuff, um, or, to be honest, stuff that was really expensive to start with, then it got very cheap, and now it's expensive again. Things that were in a studio and perhaps worth, um, you know, were a thousand pounds new, and they're back to being worth a thousand pounds again or more. So, 
Yeah, not really your Yamaha PSRs. I noticed, um, I've just had a quick look through some of the auctions, and I noticed you have some System 100Ms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland System 100Ms along. That's a Sim 5 I've had the opportunity to play with recently, which, yeah, that's an awful lot of fun, so... Yeah, that's yeah, they they are really good, beautifully made, fantastic, and they they get you know they they're getting more valuable rather than less, for sure. Uh, yeah, nice things. Do you um do you ever get to play with any of the stuff that comes in in a obviously uh you know to check it's working correctly? Yeah, yeah, everything I can. It's frustrating because I don't often have enough time to do, you know, as much as I'd like. But sometimes I find with the really good stuff. I can be, you know, it can be an hour or an hour and a half, and I realize I've just been sitting at a synthesizer or playing with a tape machine or an echo or something for an hour and a half, and you suddenly think, oh, God, <laughs> time to get on. Yeah, so I do get to play with things, yeah. I, I can imagine that's a real perk. I, I love playing with, uh, you know, second-hand and found kind of bits of hardware that may or may not be working and finding out. So could you say, um, for people who are maybe interested in, um, in buying something, is, is there a process? Like, do you, do you also kind of repair equipment if, if it comes in for auction and it's not at a working state? Or? Uh, yeah, I've got um, two or three or four now techs who, who can do that stuff. And it's quite specialized. There aren't many people. There are perhaps 10 people in the country who are good at it. Um, and, yeah, if, if, if something comes in with enough time then I can take it to one of those guys, they can fix it. And not just fix it, but also get it you know, like it was when it was new in terms of working order. And if that happens, then the, 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 the sale price obviously goes up because the people who use the auction know that these guys are good at what they do. You know, that, that therefore, um, they can trust the, the items that, they've, that have gone through their hands. So, yeah. It's possible to get things repaired. So, uh, can I ask, what's the kind of uh, the, the weirdest or the most unique kind of thing that you've had available for auction? That you've come up for auction? Um, well, I guess um, unique. Um, there's a, a little synthesizer called uh, called an EMS Synthy, which is really lovely because it's in a in a actually in a Spartanite briefcase. Strangely enough, these Spartanite briefcases now, just the briefcase, are actually worth two or three hundred pounds. Anyway, because there are no more briefcases around, EMS still actually makes synths and have started remaking them, but they can't get the cases. So anyone who has a Spartanite briefcase of a certain type, it's worth two or three hundred pounds. Anyway, yeah, this one um, came, it was from Brian Eno, and... um, I knew it would be worth a lot of money, but he said put it on for £2,000, which was about the the going rate for one. And lots of people bid, and it went up to £7,000. And suddenly there was this freaky bid from the States for £17,000. Not not, uh, not, a jump bid. Not, Not normally the bidding works, it just goes up as much. But this guy came in... Seventeen thousand pounds, and um, uh, it was quite scary because he was a new customer. I'd never come across him before, and um, of course he won it. And I suspect it it was someone who was because that particular synthesizer was used on David Bowie's Low album. Do you know Low? It's a wonderful album. Um, 
and I think someone connected with the recording of that album bought it. So yeah, that was pretty unusual. Um, yeah. So for any of our listeners who are who are interested in seeing what's available for sale, um, when is the next auction, and where can they find out more details about it? The next auction officially starts April the seventh, but uh, um, actually. We've started entering items. They are actually online now. Just the first few are online. Um, it, the end date is April the 14th. That's the, really the important date. Um, and they can look on www.sphermusic.com. Um, it's a website. It's strange, really, because my business is reasonably big. It's, people say, well, why haven't you got your own website? Um, I did have, and it was actually administered by the guy who started Eclipse, the internet service provider, and he set my software up, but then his business got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, he, was, he wasn't able to, to, to improve the software. So eventually, um, I had a customer who was, who was a big synth collector who also turned out to be um, someone who does uh, internet software, internet sites for, for a living, and he and I came to an agreement, and he, uh, a French guy, he's taken it on. So for the last 10 years, he's been doing it. And his site is Sphere Music, because uh, he has a big, he has a studio in France with that name. And yeah, so that's why. Excellent stuff. So when do you expect to have all of the listings up? Will that be for the 7th of April? <sighs> yeah, in fact, what happens, it's amazing. People, although they have huge amounts of notice, there will still be things being entered on the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, probably the 11th of April. So things keep on being entered, a few things, even while the auction is officially going on. But yeah, um, most of it should be on by the 7th of April, yeah. The website was uh, sphermusic.com, and you'll be able to get that link in our show notes at wiki.theaudiopodcast. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Peter. Okay, thanks, Scott. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks, Scott, indeed. So that was a um, great little interview. Yeah, Peter Forrest of Vimeo. I, I thought what was really nice about that was the, the point he makes about eBay. And I mean, this is not knocking eBay. eBay is a great service. I use it all the time. But the idea that you've got a dedicated shop like this where the people know what they're talking about. I, I use the term shop advisedly, but you know what I mean. Uh, where people know what they're talking about. The buyer knows. It's it's people who know about since selling synths to other people who know about synths via people who know about synths. That's how every shop should be. Yep, and uh, nice to hear the EMS synths being talked about there. We've um, put a link on the show notes to EMS webpage as well, which the show notes are at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk as always. And um, And this is... So this EMS, the the world's longest established synthesizer manufacturer, they claim, with their website that was last updated on the 8th of August, 1998. Wow, that's is, pretty impressive. It is. I mean, I was impressed well, when when he said in the interview that they've been established since 97 or so, was it? Well, you said? mean the, 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 uh, the Vimeo, the auction Vimea, has yeah. been... So the auction's yeah. been going that long, and these guys have not updated their website since then. I mean, that's ace. At demon.co.uk. Anyway... We get- yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it's an old demon.co.uk site. But I didn't even think they still existed. This, this is like seeing a dodo in the wild or something. This is a good no offense to the nice people at EMS. Well, I mean, they've got their information on there. They're still, yep. as he said in the interview, they're still producing these things and still providing parts to service ones that exist. But they're not 
in the business of coming up with new lines, apparently. So if the information is no. still valid, it's just there. Absolutely. I really like that there's a, a link to the the old ads. This is great. There's a link to the old adverts, as they say, classic EMS publicity photos. So these are from, you can't really tell, but they look like late 70s, early 80s to me. There's mm-hmm. some great ads here. And some of them, unfortunately, are gone. But you've got classics, including uh, Every Christmas Needs a Synthie. The Christmas card, and every nun needs a Cynthia for some reason. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that worked in the seventies. Maybe. I'm Anyways, just you know, I'm a bit preoccupied by numbers and things. And there's a there's a visitor counter at the bottom. That's not what caught my eye. What caught my eye was that um, the, the visitors to the site since the first of August night. So this this website took one week to produce and is stands there and is perfectly functional. That's. That's longevity. See, it's just like their synths, yep. I suppose, you know? They built, them, they built it to last. It does what it does. Boom. Anyway. <laughs> well, from stuff that just works... <laughs> to stuff that should work and doesn't always work. But at least when it doesn't work, people like to tell people about it, which is good. So, um, Max for Dead Live. Max for Live on Windows, a, a Fox 4... Um, so here's, this is links to a, I don't I didn't get that that was what I didn't get the fox thing either. I don't know Scott Hewitt's not here to tell us what no. he meant by that in jokes um, from far away perhaps so, so yeah, yeah it's a blog post that describes how whilst trying to port from PA from PD to Max for Live Max and Live were not playing nice and kept crashing and not saying why and he eventually. It boils down to some DLL files in some Windows system folder, which need to be removed, and then things work. So basically, if you are a, if you are considering on your PC platform at trying to use Max for Live, and especially if you are trying to port PD across, and this is just not working out for you, or you get blue screens and stuff, your problem may be solved by reading this. If you know someone who has this problem, this may be a good blog. I wonder if the PD is like a false lead on that actually I think, I think the issue might be just to do with going from max 5 to max 6 oh very and good point just PD is, just, is this arbitrary blog author just happened to be coming from that angle for that reason but hey indeed all good um, from fixing things <laughs> on to breaking things breaking things and, and making, making them things. better um, this was this probably would have gone into plunder but it was released just this week and it's hack a week TV a YouTube video um, of a five minute robot so, are there other 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 Hacker Week things? There, I'm not familiar with Hacker Week. Well, I wasn't. I've just come across it, and this is Hacker Week number fifty, and this is our show wow. number fifty. So, well, that's I, handy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's in there, and it has got good music. I enjoy the music, and I enjoyed the robot. It's an, it's a really nice little robot, and I think it's, it's really something that bothers me. And when you talk to some, like the perception of the word hack and what hacking yes. is. And what it is not. I I think it's important to um, emphasize that hacking is about doing things. Hacking is about creativity. Hacking is not uh, ostensibly about breaking into banks in in the same way that driving a car is not ostensibly about running over old ladies. There are occasionally some people who will use the tool for not good things, but generally the point of hacking and the things such as like Hacker Week and that celebrate is that hacking is about creativity with technology. It's about looking past what you're told you can do with something to find something more interesting. I mean, this particular thing is a five-minute robot. Guy makes a robot in five minutes. Awesome. I mean, looking down over posts from Hacker Week TV, they've got a clothes dryer repair in there. It's, yeah. Anyway, 
so let's bring it back to the audio, the audio podcast. There's a nice yes. chip tune on here by um, Tom. Oh, I, we haven't linked to him, and no. I haven't got it on the screen. But watch the video, find out. Um, can we? Can we play that? We can't. Can we? We're not going to do that. No. If you want to hear the I nice did, chip tune, you're going to have to go look at the nice video. I did Google the guy's name um, a couple of days ago, and <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not on screen. I'd, I'd have to play the video and see where they've put it because it's actually credited on the end of the video within the video. And linking through, there is on Free Music Archive a an album. Cool. So, yeah, keep on hacking. Yeah, um, and it's all kind of chip tuny type stuff, which brings us to our next story. Um, new this week is a VSTI synthesizer plugin for Windows. Which Ta-da! Bleep. And I think you can guess what Bleep does. We're based based here on the sound of the classic MOS technology. So your your standard eight bit. Well, I guess it's not standard at all. I can't test it because I don't have a Windows box at the moment. But it looks like it's got a wide variety of bleeps, bloops, and blibbles. Indeed, it's not a. Um, I know it's not a strict emulator. It's just it's based on that kind of architecture mm. inspired by. Um, but. Looks like a good piece of work. We can't test it, but it's free for download, available for Windows only, VSTI. Seems to cover most of the bases, three oscillators, four, four waveforms, detuners on each oscillator, ADSRs, filters. I'm just reading off the page. Pseudo arpeggiator. I like the idea of a pseudo arpeggiator. Does it not actually arpeggiate? It just pretends to? Pseudo arpeggiator. Awesome. Preset manager. All the goodies you'd expect from a nice, well-made VSTI. We have a nice little video to go along where you can hear the type of sounds it can make. Bleepy ones, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. If you're into that kind of thing. Well, which brings us on to a different kind of bleepy thing. Or I think that used to be a bleepy thing, but it's a bit less bleepy these days. Yeah, there is. Um, so, well, this is a whole bunch of things all wrapped up into one. So it's new in that it was posted in the past few days, but it's kind of looking to the future because they're talking about Music Mesa 2012. And they've and it's um, we've linked to musicradar.com for the story where they say the Music Mesa rumor season officially starts here. Boom. I'll go with that. Um, <laughs> what does music Mesa normally happen there? I'm, I'm guessing this is this is like the German equivalent of that big music thing we have in this country. Sometimes I forget what it's called. Uh, big piles of music technology vendors turn up to to vend their wares and show off. Yep, and there's often it's it's known for the place where people show their brand new things. announcements, announcements exciting new yep, stuff, and kind of the focus on musical instruments. Wait. It's currently the start of March, and they're only rumouring when it's on now? Surely they've known... It It can't still be only rumours, one would think. I don't actually know when Music Messer is. We covered it last year. Um, but it would have... I guess later in the year. Yeah. Anyways, what did Propellerhead have to say? <laughs> yes, yeah, so the rumour they're talking about here is um, that Propellerhead have announced exciting news to come ahead of that, so... The speculation within this little story about what that might be. Fascinating. Um, the speculation leaning towards, could it be? Because they announced that they announced they're going to make an announcement the day after the Apple announcement of the new iPad. Well, there's a potential coincidence. This is, this is supposed to be the news section. There's not actually anything being said. No, this is PR fluff air. Air, air is being blown up, blown up oh, my I'm sorry, nose. everybody. But the propellerhead, a story I chose not to put in came through the email PRE business was about propellerheads cool. and um, reducing prices on things, which I guess for them was they did that ahead of this. So great. great. Well, yeah. what I'm thinking. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to knock that. Okay. I, I guess it, it just made me think of 
it's, it's that PR game of starting rumours now. Something very exciting. Very, if you could see me, you would see me doing air quotation marks. Very exciting is coming along. And I hate to say it, but I guess pretty much every manufacturer at this time of the year starts saying how they have something very exciting coming out. They have to. And if nothing, they're giving me fuel to say in six months' time, when I see what was very exciting, that wasn't very exciting at all. But maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's something very exciting. I look forward to it. So... To the Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You know my son calls you Quiet Scott. <laughs> I've just I've just noticed how you're the, we can see the waveform being recorded on screen in front of us, and it's, he's, he tailed off there. <sighs> I can see it getting smaller as it happened. Yeah, that was my idea tailing off. Anyways, <laughs> Quiet Scott. Um, where are we going next? Oh, yep. So the kings of um, media awesome hype. We say this is awesome, therefore it is. And now they're saying this is resolutionary. Oh Resolution. It's the new iPad. They've, that's it. It exists. It was announced this week. It's new. Hurrah. Perhaps. It's got a large screen resolution. Great. I mean, that is good. Hey, well, it, it's good. The, the price doesn't appear to have changed that much. It's just as expensive as it was before, and now it's better. It has a um, a 5 megapixel camera upon it now, whereas so it's now got a like high-quality camera as well. Decent. As what did it have before? Like two? I don't know. But I guess yeah. you know it's going along with the if your screen if your screen is bigger than HD then you may as well have a camera yep. that's going to do yeah image capture. Um, they talk about there's upgrades for iLife and iWork for iPad, which I guess it's worth emphasising the for iPad part of that. But it's still good that you can do more work on on one of these things. I still don't have an iPad mainly because I can't think what I would actually do with it. Well, yeah, we've always one of the criticisms from a lot of angles has always been that it's just a it's a purely a consumption device. Yeah, I th- and I think what what bits I've picked up over the past few days and has been that with the camera in particular and the high resolution screen, it yeah. is moving. To, it appears to be becoming a platform for content creation. Well, I think it's always been intended as a con- as a platform for content creation, but it's the way it's pushed is towards you will consume these items that will allow you to create. I, I think it's a good thing. Well, Not should... so much the consumption part, but I mean, personally, it just doesn't fit in my workflow. I, I can't see how I would make use of this thing unless I... But I, I think it's generally a good thing. It is more creative. Even if it is locked into specific, you will create this way kind of things. But should, hey. We should perhaps mention on the audio side of it that the GarageBand has a new feature. I think this is... Was this was this new along with the iPad? The new iPad? I don't know, but... Being able to have, I think, up to four iPads all linked via the Wi-Fi, so mm. that you can have four people playing their virtual instruments on their iPads, and it records a GarageBand session. Yeah, that's pretty live cool. Through that way, so. And and they have a drum kit thing where you hit different parts of the screen and get different. Yeah, so you would have stuff. one person with their yeah, iPad yeah. or their iPhone would play <coughs> in the drums while someone else is twanging the virtual guitar strings, etc., etc. Et oh, now yeah, for for viewers on air, viewers, aud- auditors. Can, Sam, can you scroll down just a tiny bit there? I want to see the next bit. This is the bit that kills me. For for the entire section there where I was talking about creativity, and there are lots of nice apps that you can put onto iOS things that allow you to be actually creative, it's ones like this that kill me. Smart instruments. Now anyone can carry a tune. Enjoy a full range of smart instruments that make you sound like an expert musician, even if you'd never played a note before. I, I would rather people... Blah, I don't know. It just really it kills me. This stuff, expert musician. 
I, I mean, I, I would rather people were creative with what they could do rather than pretend by pressing a couple of buttons to do stuff that other people can do. It's 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 emulation. It's like it's like you know those toys you buy for kids where they pretend to be cooking stuff on a stove, but it's just a plastic saucepan on a plastic stove. There's no heat. There's no cooking going on. Mm. It's pure mimesis. It drives me up the wall. There are plenty though of good creative apps out there where people can actually create stuff creatively. Rant over. Backslash rant. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Otherwise, go buy iPads. People consume quick before the next one comes out. Shall we move on to the microphone store? <laughs> Maybe we should. Um, yeah, okay. So, I, d- I don't know. I, d- I, don't, I wish we had a. Um, I wish we had something to pad in between here now. We're just going, we're just going on the, the, the PR people selling thing machine. Yeah. The game, the game. This is... <sighs> what is this about? This appears to be microphones. This is microphones. The mic store we've mentioned before. They've got a nice mm-hmm. website and they're now... Um, giving they're running a competition. We like to mention competitions. We do competitions are good. Um, Probably this is. See, I'd, I'd feel better if this was a remix competition or a creative thing. Yeah, this is actually just a. How much does the microphone we're giving away, which is an SE twenty two hundred A? What do you have? Two, Mark two. two. Mark two. Of course. How much does it weigh? What is the weight of that unit? Yeah. I mean, I'd like a new microphone. I yeah. guess I'd like to have you to don't work have to a bit guess, harder. I, though that's the thing. You I mean you have to fill? You have to choose one of three options. Um, and I guess you just go and click on a link that will tell you probably what it is. Pretty and much. And you've clicked on a link. This is a link click exercise, isn't it? Well, they're suggesting that you type and then click. I suspect Ooh. it's easy to. It's possible to click through as well. But yeah, if you if you find the the microphone for sale on their web website, <laughs> then it will tell you in the technical specifications how much it weighs. Oh. But if you want a chance of winning a microphone. That's Go it. to the link, which is on wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk, and today's show, once again, is the Vimeo interview show. 50. Where does that take us to, Sam? Well... Oh, it takes us to my favorite bit of today's show. This is this is awesome. <laughs> it's the plunder section. Plunder. Hurrah. Yep. What a sneaky round today. Um, this is um, Zimon Studios sculpting sound. Um, it's not new. That's why it's in the plunder section. But yep, um, we've linked to a Vimeo video of some of the works, and through there you can find links to their website. And they make sculptures that make sounds. I suppose. Well, w- what they, <laughs> I like the way that they describe it in their flash kind of way. Uh, they build architecturally minded platforms of sound, exploring mechanical rhythm and flow, and prepared systems and installations incorporating commonplace industrial objects. Uh, the, I, I really like this one where they got big piles of cardboard boxes, and then they've got a bunch of little DC motors, one on each one, and then what appears to be a ping pong ball or something at the end of it on mm-hmm. a long wire, and it just makes kind of. Rapidly type sounds on a big pile of boxes. It's so cool. So each motor zone not moving particularly fast. It's just turning around, which causes, I think, they're cotton balls. Nah. On that particular one, if you imagine a cotton ball, the sound it would make if it tapped against the side of a box and kind of scraped against it. Well, imagine if you had 128 of those all going on at once. I hope it is 128. Did you just pick that number out of the sky? Well, it, if you're going to pick a number out of the sky in that ballpark, then that's the one you'd go for. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um now, to it my is. mind, we could play an example of this over the airways, and that would be okay because it's not a copyrighted song. But I imagine we get sued anyways. Yeah. I'm sure some lawyer would find a way to sue us. So um, let's not do that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing what license they've put on that no. particular video. 
Oh, I've just noticed that Vimeo has a couch mode. I don't know what that is. I've pressed it anyways. <laughs> huh. No, I still don't know what it is. But it looks pretty. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> where does that bring us up to? I believe that is the end. We have plundered. We have given news. We have provided rants. And there has been an awesome interview by Scott, who's not here, which is why... Yep, with Peter Forrester, who's also not here. Forrester, Forrest, whoops, excuse me. Peter Forrest, apologies, Peter. I was, yeah, I was going to, no, let's, I've got some things to say about this plunder still. Oh, ah. let's return to the plunder. Plunder. So, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, say your piece. The, all of these sculptures, which are all different, most of them, they employ, so you have a single idea, like the box, and then you multiply it up, so it's like granular synthesis of sound. I'll you go with that. And so some of them like, they sound like raindrops and things like that. Mm. And kind of, it sounds very natural, even though it's usually, like you said, these, like from the description, these kind of industrial, on their own, quite insular components. A, a cardboard box is just a thing that's common. A motor is a yeah. thing that's common. Combine them in a very simple way, but then by multiplying it up to lots of them, you get this emergent thing where they all combine into yeah, something which, absolutely. if you just heard the sound, you might not be able to say, oh, that's made by a whole load of whatever's happening every box is 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 i'm gonna get this wrong genotypically or phenotypically every box is genotypically the same but the phenotypes each individual box is slightly different and the collection of them gives you a big pile of interesting stuff the emergent sound is is really fantastic so i'm going to disappoint you by pointing out that there are in fact only 80 boxes well we've I mean, there's more than one installation there. Um, good point <laughs> And they're not, and not all boxes, or not all um, examples here in, involve boxes. That is also a good point. On a single example of one of them that I happened to count, there was only eighty. There may be one hundred and twenty-eight on another one. Oh look, there's another one. Ah, oh, it's gone. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add to this conversation about the plunder? No, I think we've we've dragged out the audio podcast long enough for yep. this short show. So, um, you've been Sam Freeman. You've been Scott McLaughlin. None neither of us have been Scott Hewitt, but he was there earlier in virtual form. And you can find everything you need to know at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more interesting stuff. Bye. Bye. It's not over yet. There's one thing I forgot to add. Um, we were going to talk about the tap live idea we've mentioned the past few weeks, but um, Scott McLaughlin and I didn't get around to it it wasn't on the show notes we forgot so we'll get the full details finalized by next week but the main idea so far is that we're going to limit it to mainland uk and what we're suggesting is that we'll bring ourselves to your home or your studio and we'll go and do it in summertime so scott hewitt is going to barbecue in yep um, all that's required is that you have a broadband connection so that we can connect to the internet and put it out live whilst recording. Um, yeah, and if you can bring a small audience of your choosing, that would be great. So the bidding system hasn't been decided yet. We'll have that finalised by next week. And then there's going to be a two-week gap where it will be over Easter and the winner will be announced the first show after that break that's the idea so get your thinking caps on and um yeah looking forward to hearing from you i am samuel freeman the audio podcast 
Goodbye.